Yeah, the government. <laughs> the government do not want blind and partially sighted people to breed. So there they go. No, they're impairing, they're impairing our chances of procreation by getting the RNIB, who are the Royal National Institute for the Blind, to make a range of clothing and accessories that are so fucking minging. They have got a stronger contraceptive effect than sterilisation. I don't like glare from the sun, it annoys me. And I, I phoned the RNIB to see if they had anything. And this guy, he tried to sell me a purple wraparound eye shield. <laughs> Which is basically a, a shiny strip of bell-end coloured tinfoil. <laughs> right, you wrap around your head. Looks like you're wearing a massive quality street wrapper. The way that that stops glare is by would you fuck go out with it on? <laughs> and it's sold in tandem, right, and this is going to sound bad, it's sold in tandem with a proper retard grade hard-shelled baseball cap. <laughs> that has got a single, right, but, but powerful word written on its peak. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't need the RNIB to make me look foolish. My, my dog Hector had a little lump removed from his leg uh, last week and he's been wearing a cone uh, around his head. And we've also just moved flat into Sheffield and I'm in a new park with a dog who's not a guide dog with a cone in his head. So yeah, I've been looking pretty funky. Uh, hi there, I am Jamie McDonald, uh, stand-up comedian, aka that funny blind guy. And this is episode three of my Flab to Fitness uh, podcast, 10 Lockdown Kills and Friends. I put on a ton of weight at the start of lockdown because I didn't do, and now I am losing it. Um, so yeah, this is, um, this is episode three, and I, I ended the last uh, episode at 107.2 kilograms, which is down like just shy of 6k. Uh, so that was good, so we're starting this week in a new flat, not as echoey a bathroom, uh, so we'll just see. plateauing effect. I've thrown 600 grams, that's a pack of mints. Shit. Well, I can understand that a little bit, like, at the weekend, it was, it was quite, uh, quite quite a heavy one uh, because we, we, we left the place, but that, that, that's bad. I mean, I've still been keeping up with my training and stuff, um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to uh, go extra militant now uh, by the end of this episode if I'm going to get this off because to be fair I think I've been letting it slip a little bit but I didn't think I was going to put on weight. I think uh, actually well, you know this is the uh, it's a new floor um, so so maybe maybe it's not as um, kind of floor as my weighing skills used to be on. This is what you do I think when you put on weight you just mad panic go into excuses um, and I've got a lot more drive to lose the weight more because my, my wife admitted to me that um, at my peak, about four or five weeks ago, I had a double chin. 
I didn't realise that. I couldn't see it. She only admitted to that to me now, and that's because she must love me. So, I'm going, oh God, the pub's open this weekend in England. I'm in England. Oh, this this might be the um, you know if you're doing a series, you've got to have the um, you know the fall from grace to you know really do the final charge at the end. So um, yeah, this is absolutely in in a classic narrative. So yeah, I'll, I'll catch you at the end for the way out. But until then, um, I'm off to do star jumps and watch the telly. Yeah, how you doing anyway, man? As you would say, I'm really good. Tip top, really Tip good, top. pal. Really good. Really, truly excellent. It sounds like you've got an understanding of how to fit everything in and an understanding that you can eat whatever you want as long as you're in them guidelines. Is that right? Yeah. I had so, some scratchings, Fran. I had some pork scratchings. Lovely. I love pork scratchings. Have you had a, do you like pork sandwiches? What's that? A pork sandwich. You don't know what a pork sandwich is. Well, I mean, is it a slice of pork and two bits of bread? Or yeah, but it it's not like you're, you're you're like doing it down a little bit there. It's just <laughs> like, it's like saying the you know the Champions League is just some guys kicking a ball. If you ask for a pork sandwich in Sheffield, do you get something quite specific? You, I feel like if you had this on your podcast, you'd get so much hate for not knowing and and underappreciating the Sheffield values. We have something called Berries. It's a shop called yeah. Berries in Sheffield. Now, this is, I don't want to say one of, it is the most life-changing sandwich you'll ever have in your life. So if you're going to be a part of Sheffield, you, you know, you need to at least try this sandwich. And it's called Berries, and I have to ask for a pork sandwich. Yeah, well, it's a pork sandwich shop, so... <laughs> just ask for a sandwich <laughs> it's tip top mate but they're, they're good I can't believe you don't know what a pork sandwich is is this not like a commonly known thing do places not do pork sandwiches I mean how are they doing their pork it's like it, uh, I've never spoke to someone who doesn't really know <laughs> what a pork sandwich and that's all they're going to a sandwich please and they just just go in and ask for a pork sandwich man <laughs> well then can I have a pork sandwich, please? It also put apple sauce on it. Without apple. Without apple. No, with apple, please. And uh, what do they else? They have like they have put like scratchings on it. All the trimmings, please. Yeah, the walks. The lovely, thank you. How many of them should I be having a day? Oh, as many as you can. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they fit in your calories. So I am back in my flat. We've been to Berry's for a pork sandwich. I've got a pork sandwich that was asked. It's got stuffing, crackling, and apple sauce on it. Here it is, Fran. This must be about my full calories in, in one bite. Let's try this. Oh, it smells great. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> mm. That's the kilos going back on. That's my nutritionist recommended this, everyone. The nutritionist. Pork sandwich from berries. Outstanding. From the point you're at now, you're starting to get results. You're happier with your shape. What normally happens is people get demotivated to keep tracking everything and, and keeping on point. So easier ways to go about it are getting to know your portion sizes without having to track them. So for me, I might have wheat bix in the morning. I have exactly three wheat bix 
and I know it equals this calories. And then at lunch, I can have a bacon sarni with a flapjack and an orange juice. And then I can have yeah. a medium meal from X restaurant. Or a pork sandwich. And a pork sandwich. It's, it's a lunch thing. It's a lunch thing, pork sandwich, not an evening thing. But it's not a breakfast thing either. And I feel like we need to do a full call on this. <laughs> now, to my very high-profile guest indeed. You will know this guy. He is an Irish comedian. He has been going for 25, 30 years in the game. Um, He's done it all, all the game shows, all the panel shows, and he was in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which he he tells me about in great detail. Um, I'm talking, of course, about the wonderful Andrew Maxwell, who is, you know, he's he's top of the game, and it was very, very nice of him to agree to, to chat to me, and he's very generous in interviews, and just a lovely guy, and funny as hell, so I, I hope you enjoy uh, my chat with Andrew, and there'll be some uh, moments with uh, how my training's going with John throughout, and we'll be back at the end to find out if I've lost any weight. Andrew Maxwell. <laughs> There's morning. the nice Irish voice. It's an Irish laugh. Thank Good morning. morning. How are you? Well, I tell you what, you said yesterday, let's do this at nine o'clock, and I thought, yeah, the dog gets us up about seven, but I then go back to bed till ten. So, fucking <laughs> hell, I've not done nine o'clock since I walked in the bank. Right, fuck me. So, you're still on showbiz hours. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. How are, you? are you still on showbiz hours, or have you gone back to, are you now civilian? Oh, it's, it's more than civilian. I've, I'm living like full on hippie, dude. I'm, I'm rising at dawn. Nice. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, I'm, I go to bed at sunset. You've gone to ground, you've gone back to natural times. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I, yeah. I, do, I mean, literally, once the sun goes down, I'm like, what am I up for? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to take my t shirt off because it's already roasting in the studio at the end of the garden. And I don't need video, do I? <laughs> no, you do not. You do not. You could, you could, you could be, you could just be showing me your ass cheeks and nah. I'd be like, oh, hi, Andrew. Uh, that's happening anyway, right? We'll say, I'm pure roasting, by the way. Oh, it's absolutely bailing. How's lockdown been for you? Have you embraced? Have you learned how to crochet? Taking up a hobby? Oh, 100%. The wife got me into bread making. My favourite is a French loaf. We've been living here four years and my wife's been slowly but surely renovating the house. And so the, the rooms are all done. So she's finally turned to the garden yeah, and she's got crazy into gardening and I just, you know, I provide the low skill manual labor and uh, she's designing the garden and uh, she's middle class. I'm working class and we've got a sort of lady Chatterley's lover thing going on. <laughs> are, you, are you the lad? <laughs> I'm, I'm the lad. My daily sort of routine in the lockdown is I get all my daily tasks done and whatnot and I've got kids, so there's a family life there, you know, there's there's all that sort of routine that was always there. But I set myself a task, like I built a, a set of shelves yesterday. I try and make sure that I do something, that I get to the end of the day, and I feel like I've achieved something. There's a certain amount of self-worth there. You know, where, where I grew up on the north side of Dublin in the 80s, there was a lot of mass unemployment. Most dads lost their jobs, including my dad for a bit. My dad has always been a very active man. So we, you know, as a boy, I started painting old people's houses with my dad. You know, it's weird. I think of my mates in show business, the ones who are from a more working class background rather than middle class seem to have 
had better headspace through this thing because you understand the concept of what unemployment's like that you've got to keep yourself busy you know? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised 100% to the core middle class and I've been freaking out. Yeah. I've had nothing to do. I've been pouting. My wife said I'm proud and I am spoiled. And it really has shone through. Now I've got this podcast, I've got something to do, but until then, I'm not going to put up a shelf and I'd be a shit fruit picker. Have you got PPE? Yeah, weirdly, it was uh, our next door neighbour. She's been making them. So she's uh, she's a really sweet lady next door, and she she, she popped in and, and gave us all our own PPEs. Weirdly, and absolutely not connected in any way to the situation we're in, I only possess one bandana in this world, and it is a Corona beer bandana. <laughs> so that's when I stood in the queue for the post office a couple of weeks back, just in a Corona, uh, Corona beer bandana. <laughs> from my face that's amazing <laughs> I mean when the lockdown started I was walking the dog down by the canal and there was five teenage lads with um, giant bags of Corona beer drinking in the park all chanting we've all got Corona we've all got Corona so I, I think it's more that kind of town I like that I like <laughs> yeah really a stone down I oh, yeah. 5.3 kilograms just over 10, 11 pounds yeah that is that's good going, that. You know you've been doing your diet seriously and all that. Good right? results. Anyway. What? The business. You ready? High knees. Leg day, high knees. Oh. Warm up of the century. But you know what, what I was sort of saying, Jamie, is that I, I desperately miss the live stage. But what I have discovered during the lockdown is I don't miss the road mm. at all. I mean, I've been I've been doing stand-up since I was 17. And uh, I'm 46. So I've just been constantly churning through the road, planes, trains, automobiles, planes, trains, automobiles, staying in hotels, B&Bs, sleeping on people's couches, you know, when I was starting off, probably. I, d I don't miss that at all. You know, I've traveled the world because of the job, opportunities to travel that I simply would have never had sure. if it wasn't for this business. But you just get to a point where it just, it wears on you. It's a wearing, exhausting lifestyle and enterprise to constantly travel and I, I'd felt that particularly last year I did I did a big UK tour this time last year it went on for four months and I drove myself because the size of the rooms I was doing just there wasn't a budget for a tour manager mm -hmm. and like I drove 25,000 miles in, in four months you know and that and then I did the fringe in, in Edinburgh and I also did I'm a celebrity out in Australia. So there's just an awful lot of road. Yeah, I miss it. I I just miss I just miss the um I don't know, I know what you mean, like you do get bored with the travel, but I just kinda like um going on a train, going on a club, arriving at a club and then think shit, I didn't they didn't tell me you were blind and panicking and like going into the green room, moving all the shit out of the way. Like, fuck, yeah. nobody said, nobody said. You know, and then uh, and then going and do my thing. You know, it's great fun. I love it. Three, two, uh, one half here. He's good. Nice. Oh, <laughs> he's picked up me thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't use the dumbbell today. <laughs> Has he just ruined that? Yeah. Hector. How's your dad shaking? You thug. How you doing? Yeah. You're right. 
And that's a bit of chewed up plastic for you, I know. <laughs> He's eating the end of a dumbbell. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned Edinburgh. Were you doing Edinburgh this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in for it every year. I mean, yeah. actually, the first thing that I was doing, because I did my, my theatrical debut last year at the Fringe, it was a one-person play written by a fantastic Belfast playwright, Owen McCafferty, and it was called Julius Call Me Caesar, Caesar. And it was basically a reimagining of William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. And I played all the parts. <laughs> so and I was playing 14. It was one point every afternoon, uh, 14 me's had to gang up on me and stab me to death. <laughs> so it, was, it got really good reviews, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. I, it was, I remember, it, I remember reading about that. I remember thinking, "Shit, that sounds hard." Yeah, well, it was. I mean, it was. You know, it's that sort of thing of you get to a point in your life where you go, if you don't push yourself out of your comfort zone, you are going to start atrophying. You know, mm -hmm. your talent has to be constantly managed and you know stimulated. You know what I mean? I want to be. I don't, I don't necessarily want to be the biggest star in the world. I don't want to be, it need to be the headliner on each gig that I'm on. But I want to know until I decide to throw the towel in that I'm on tip-top form. And to do that, you know yourself, you've got to not only write new material, you've got to challenge yourself, you've got to try and pick up new skills and push yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, what's amazing about The Fringe, you know, I do a stand-up show every year and have done for, God... 20, 25 years. But this was the first time I, I did theatre. If you need to play 14 versions of yourself, do you do accents and everything? Yeah, I did. Uh, Caesar was posh in English. Uh, Brutus was posh in English. And Cassius was posh in English. But I played Anthony as a, a leads man. Uh, various other characters. There was uh, some, of the, some of the rabble were uh, from Leith. <laughs> it was just to sort of give a different tone. Otherwise, you're... Yeah, you know. if I if I if I ever go in acting, I'll just you know I'll do one guy you know see if I'm good at it. Nah, fuck it, fourteen. I'll do fourteen <laughs> roles in an hour. That's impressive. I actually thought, being a stand-up, that it would be way easier <laughs> to do all the parts <laughs> rather than be worried, you know, about treading on your fellow actors' lines and. Yeah, missing a cue and doing all that. Yeah, basically yeah. being a team player. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I did one play at, at school, um, and it was Our Country's Good by Timberlake Burton Baker. And I right. played um, an Australian convict. Uh, we were all convicts. But I was a fat school kid. So I was very, very well-fed looking emaciated convict. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was obviously on the the boat that had all all the food on it. Like, it was all these like scrawny <laughs> convicts and a big fat convict. And <laughs> <laughs> I was shit, so <laughs> lose lose. Oh, I can't wait! You know to get me haircut. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's getting so bad now. Like my sideburns are just ridiculous. <laughs> I was so tempted on the weekend just to get me mum or my dad to just shave shave me uh, you know the sides off. It'd probably be terrible, like, but yeah. you're better than this. I got mine cut about halfway through my wife. I just, did you I just bought a pair of clippers and a pair of scissors. Yeah. And she did it one day. Uh, she's a surgeon. Oh, she's really? She's quite precision, you know. Nice, yeah. yeah. So her hair shouldn't yeah. be that much of a yeah. struggle.
stretch like. Yeah, she cuts kidneys and stuff, so <laughs> a bowl cut's fine. <laughs> yeah, no bowl cut, whack a ball on your head and then that's it. Go around Kidney it. bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> so how was the jungle then? They're keeping you, they starved you. Is that to just get you jangling and touch you? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just put, put you on edge. I mean, you know, to, to you've, got the, you've got the double edge of starvation and the hostile environment of the jungle, you know, because there's two killer animals in there. There's a brown snake and a funnel web spider, and they were there, <laughs> you know? And, you know, they, you know, there is Aussie former SAS are very near you and watching you from dugout hides off camera at all times, you know, and whatnot. And there's medical and psychological welfare on hand 24 hours a day and all the rest. They have the antidote for the brown snake and the antidote for the funnel web spider. But like, they're there. <laughs> you know? Terrifying. I know they do all the, the kind of rank things. What did you have to do? My first one, and it, it kind of became a, a meme through the show. My, there's a, a trial called Face Your Fear, mm-hmm. where you're put, your head is put into this giant glass bowl. They give you protective goggles, but that's yeah. it. And then the general public nominate each one of you for a different nasty animal to be put into the top of your bowl. And then you get your hands going to another bowl in front of you and you've got to, the same nasty animals in that bowl as well. And you've got to unscrew the stars, which are the things that you earn food with, uh, over two minutes. And uh, God, Ian Wright got scorpions. Um, Jacqueline Jossa, who, who went on to win. I think she got uh, huntsman spiders. We all got something nasty. And I got cockroaches. Right? Oh. And weirdly, my little brother, who's a huge fan of the show, he had told me about this trial and I was like, nah. And he goes, but what happens? They, they poured them all the way up to my nose. So I was like sort of, oh. sort, of set, sort of basically for two minutes, I was sort of being uh, waterboarded by writhing angry cockroaches. The minute they put them in, one of them buried straight into my left ear. So I knew that if, if that's what a thousand cockroaches are going to do to your ear, if you open your mouth and scream or even try and breathe through your mouth, like, you're just going to get, you know, throat fucked by a million cockroaches. And there's like 15 million people watching, right? So I started to clamp my mouth down, right? And to sort of say, focus on the hand task and also fight my panic, right? My, mm. my, I started making this noise, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> right, which like Anton Deck are pissing themselves laugh beside beside me and doing impressions of him. <laughs> and obviously it gets chopped up and turned into a fucking meme and whatnot. But the cockroach, so they got eventually I I, I completed the time, uh won one of the stars, and then they open it up and they pour them out and they like they have to sluice the the cockroach into in my ear out and you know. And my whole neck for four or five days afterwards was red raw from the chafing from their scrabbling little legs. I mean, that is, that's like somebody describing a nightmare. That is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, and you, it you, you do care awesome. about it? Because that's traumatic. Mm. I got back to the camp and I, I jumped. There was a little pond and I jumped in there and really kind of cleansed myself and showered. But the smell of the cockroaches never leaves you. Once you've, once you've experienced that, I can smell them from a distance now. What kind of smell is it? Just rank. There's an ammonia quality to it. Oh. But then, two weeks later in the jungle, 600 calories a day, which is, you know, three chocolate biscuits, 
three weeks later, we had to do another trial where we all had to drink um, live on TV. We all had to drink blended pints, skull pints of disgusting stuff. And I got nominated because of my reaction to that. General, great British general public nominated me to drink a pint of blended cockroaches. And I have to say, at that stage, I was so hungry, all I saw was a pint of protein, and I necked it in one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think twice, mate. That what? Just blended up cockroach with, like, a smoothie? Into a smoothie, yeah. I was, to be honest, at that stage, I was just delighted for the food. For the food? Mm. <laughs> Five, come on. Six. Seven, three more. Yeah, two more. You got this. Come on. Last one. Bollocks. There you go. This lockdown, I, I know, has been really traumatic for a lot of people. And mm. but once a week, I still have the dark night in the soul where I, I stare into the middle distance for half an hour going, when will I ever earn a living again? Mm. It's the end of my business. What do I do for a living? You know what I mean? And then you just get back at it. You've got to try and take the positives, don't you? Yeah, you've got to try and focus on doing other things because I, uh, I don't know many. I've been speaking to a few comedians and, and nobody's written much, you know, new stuff. I tried writing new stuff. I've got some other stuff, but I, I think um, I've, I've got to wait to see what the world is like to go back to, what, what kind of material is going to work, you know? Is, is it now... You know, like um, they said, you know, the world changed in, in you know, 9-11 and everything just had to change. Everything that was, was gone and now it's all new. And I'm just yeah. trying to think, is all my old material, is it gone? Like, will it work on stage again? Or have I just got to have an absolutely 100% new perspective on life? Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. With 9-11, you know, I've been doing sort of political material before that. And you were a genre at best. People weren't that interested. But afterwards, my passion for current affairs all of a sudden became, you know, valuable. I remember the sort of, the world of Friends, the sitcom, and material about men do this, women do this, dogs do this, cats do this, all of a sudden seemed incredibly dated. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's almost overnight. You know, I remember sharing bills with guys, uh, guys and girls who would utterly crush with relationship material and those sort of petty observations. You know, listen, done well, it's brilliant, you mm. know. But they were vis visibly like losing half the audience. People were like, to, you know, you might as well have walked on in bell bottoms and gone, hey, what's popping, daddy o? How you doing? Hey, Phoebe! <laughs> so, how do you know the, uh, the pug then? How do you know the what? How do you know the pug? They're our neighbours. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Just nice. we met there the other night, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. I don't have a clue what their names are. They don't know why I am, but <laughs> they just know the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Hector and Phoebe, that's how you need to oh, know. That's hilarious, that. Right, you ready? What have you got on for the rest of the day? Uh, well, there will be some more manual work. There is a, another bookshelf that needs to go up. <laughs> we're presently, we're, you know, we're going room from room. Uh, my middle one's bedroom is, is what I've been working on. We've got that painted now. I've got a new bed unit built for her. I've put some shelves up. Apparently, 
Uh, I was told just before going to bed last night that there was another set of shelves that need to go up. So I'll be doing that. I'm getting the impression that before lockdown, you just had all your belongings on the floor. <laughs> just strewn. <laughs> I'm now with my personal trainer three times a week. So that's good up in the park. I used to go to the gym all the time, but the gyms aren't going to be open for fucking ages. Yeah, and, and also just, you know, by, by, the, by the nature of your life, you you can't not touch things. <laughs> You're, you're having, you know what I mean? There's this that sort of thing. Well, I can just go into a gym and just keep my hands by by my side until I, you know, put, you know, you, you're not you're by your na- in nature of the situation. You're going to have to be feeling things out more. You know, it's yeah. I think I'm going to have to. I think the only way I'll get into a gym if they put me in a straight jacket and give me a sombrero with a two meter brim. And Lovely. That'll be, that'll be <laughs> what an image! Uh, <laughs> listen. You get that equipment, you might be able to make more money online at home. <laughs> I mean, it's spe- it sounds pretty specialist, Jamie, but there's definitely a market out there for it. Oh, there'll be some weirdo that will love that shit. Oh, you call him weirdo, I think you'll find he's a very senior MSP. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Just in case you didn't hear that, he's on the deck. <laughs> you good boy, aren't you? <laughs> Not like you, John, you're a vicious. <laughs> oh, it was good, mate, but oh my God, I'm ruined. That was absolutely brilliant, Andrew. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a lovely chat. Absolutely. Yeah, likewise, buddy. I mean, it's, it's a good excuse for a chin wag, isn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. Andrew Maxwell. Cockroach Drinking Extraordinaire. Uh, thank you very much for your time and being on the podcast. Uh, you're very welcome, buddy. I'll see, see you soon. Again. See you, pal. See you, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now we're trying to end this. <laughs> and then hit... And... You don't have record. And record. All right, bro. <laughs> see uh, you, mate. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Stay safe, man. See you soon. Bye-bye-bye. Bye. More options than my button to add new all buttons to add new all buttons. More options to add Jamie McDonald post me Andrew Maxwell computer buttons. More options for Andrew Maxwell button drop down. Jamie McDonald post Andrew Maxwell computer. Jamie McDonald post me. I don't know what to do this. So, big thanks to Andrew Maxwell for coming on my little podcast. Uh, he's a good bloke. Nice guy. Irishman in England. Can't be easy. So, it's um, yeah, it's way out time of uh, the week. This is the week that saw the pubs reopen in England. I'm in Sheffield. I've been out three times. He drank pints and ate pork scratchings. Um, mustn't tell Fran. Um, unfortunately, they, they open the pubs and they don't open the gyms. It's weird. And get a tattoo on Monday for some reason, uh, but I can't go inside the gym. But anyway, um, they're opening on the 25th of September here in Scotland. Oh, we nippies keeping everybody in. Yeah, don't get to the gym. Don't tell us nothing. Don't tell us see what happens in England. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I weighed in very naughty 107.6 at the start. I actually put on 400 grams in men's terms, just short of a pack. 
Uh, and here is my way out. Uh, the diet's not been great, so I'm not expecting much. That is progress. Uh, I'm still progressing here. I thought I was actually not going to be losing very much, but that is that is testament to to John's beasting me in the park, and to um, and to the, the, the diet. I mean, I am just having freaking boiled a lot of boiled eggs. If you want to lose weight, you better like boiled eggs and bananas and sparkling water. Um, the water's the only thing sparkling because my conversation is just about calories. Boring. So um, yeah, this is the this is the penultimate episode. So I have now lost six. Oh god, six point six point seven kilograms um, out of the the ten. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to ten, but does that matter? I don't know. Um, so one more episode to go. Next time I am speaking to the lovely uh, Laura Lex. Um, she is an awesome comic who's bringing out a book. Guys, uh, hope you enjoy the pub gardens in Scotland, uh, the pubs in England, the gyms in Northern Ireland, and the five mile radius of your own house in Wales. Um, uh, hope you've uh, been safe and catch you again next time. Cheers. From Poland, and one of her cousins came over to Glasgow for the stag do. Piojcek from Warsaw. <laughs> Now I don't know if you've ever drank with Polish people. They're lovely guys. Serious drinkers. Yeah, fuck it. It's not like a pint and a wedgie with them. It's more like a kind of blood oath and quest kind of vibe. Honour is involved. You do a shot with a Polish guy, it is a manly bonding experience. I want to do shot of vodka with you. They don't all sound as creepy as Piojcek, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what you do is you sit down and you look into each other's eyes. Right? I'm shite at that bit. <laughs> I'm normally looking about three lads to the left. And you say Nostrovia, which means enjoy your cup of tea-sized shot. You slam it back in a one, right? And fight back the heartburny bile. Wipe the tears from your eyes and repeat until one of you dies. This was a Jamie McDonald production in association with Inner Ear with music by S Type. No unauthorised broadcasting, please.